uh i got audacity and this is like the first setup with my new mic and virtual right uh-huh. right and so i was playing around with it yesterday just to get settings right and see how it was gonna mm-hmm. work and make sure i was familiar with software and all uh-huh. that and i was test recording and listening to i was trying to get the audio to come through at the same uh-huh. time so i was playing songs and i was playing canada dry and so i just started singing it <laughs> and then I stopped the recording, and turns out the music did not come through with it. So it was just me singing Canada Dry, like really, really into it. And boy, do I wish that I had never heard that before. <laughs> it was so bad. I remember when when we recorded the EP, um, we basically you would do like anywhere between two to five like takes of the whole song. So I'd sing. You know, we'd have and vocals are normally the last thing you do. So you'd sing the whole song like three or four mm-hmm. times, and then we would go the way we did it. At least the way Joel uh, produced it was we'd sit there and he'd get up on his on uh, his software all four vocal tracks, like underneath each other, and then okay. over the mute sometimes over the music and sometimes just acapella. You'd play not just like each verse but like each line. So like the first line of who knows is like, I've seen what the good Lord means. And you'd hear that four right. different times. And then you'd have to pick your favorite take. And then you go to the <laughs> next line and do it again. And it's excruciating because most of the time you're like, these are all say that. hot garbage. <laughs> and I don't want to hear because it's just your voice. And it's also pre auto tune, like pre any, like softening up any of the, of the notes. So it just sounds yep. horrible. And it's just, yeah, agreed. The first time we listened back to this episode or one, one of the episodes, like, when we started yeah. this, I was just completely jarred by the sound of my own voice, like in recording version. But then yesterday too, like what in that damn song, it was rough, and I forced myself to listen all the way through, and it was Why? like bad. Why and would then you I'd do get, that? I don't, I don't know, because I was curious to see if I had any good like parts, and then I hit the the and oof, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that's like such an easy thing that it did not get better. <laughs> well, at the very least, the stuff about the when you're singing in the car, it's just for fun. Like that's the best. That's the, that's the most fun place oh, to yeah. sing. Like bar not bes- yeah, besides the stage, hands down. Besides being on the stage and just singing to your fans. Something you you haven't experienced yeah. that in about seven years since since you played a Weezer cover. <laughs> that was the last time you you played to the fans. They've been missing you. Yeah, all six of them in the <laughs> in that dining hall. <laughs> hey, now it was a church. How dare you? How dare you say it was a yeah, dining was a hall? <laughs> oh yeah, like freaking talent. Show. I knew it was at a church. I didn't remember you know, it was. At, it was yeah, funny. Okay. It was such a short-lived career as a band because we were in high school. But like, we did have mm-hmm. the high of playing to like seven hundred some people at Rockford. I think this was before you joined. Um, like seven hundred some people, and then we made it to the <laughs> semifinals. Like, that does not ring true. <laughs> and then we, we we played at the semifinals of a battle of the bands in downtown Grand Rapids. Yet our career ended at like a church, um, like talent show. <laughs> Where <laughs> we played a song and then we played a Weezer cover with like thirteen year olds <laughs> in front of our family, and then whoever, whichever of our family showed up, and then was the parents friend. of the other children in the variety show. <laughs> well, on that note, strangers and and family, welcome to uh, another episode of Bare Naked Ladies Are Us. Uh, I'm JD, and I'm Nick. And it's our earliest recording we've ever done. It's a whopping. 924 right now i mean can you believe it in the morning not at night by the way in the morning 
This was the same time I think we were supposed to record that one time that I overslept. Yeah, 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 and yep. And you just didn't show up. That did not leave my mind last night because I set like four alarms. Well, it's funny because I had texted you like jokingly. I was like, I'll be up by 5.20 or something like that. So you just let me know when. On hand of God, I was up at 5.30 this morning with crying babies. Oh my and I was just like, because I, I thought it'd be closer to 7, you know, but nope, not, to, not, to, not yeah. today. <laughs> not today. Well... We're talking about something you shouldn't Google without the phrase bare naked ladies or album. Uh, It's called fake nudes. No, tried and true. (laughs) Do not do that. Like looking for album art earlier, (laughs) stumbled upon some unsightly uh, uh, pictures. Images. (laughs) (laughs) Some poorly photoshopped unsightly images. Poorly photoshopped. I was just trying to find, yeah, well, it's like a box of someone's face. It's it's not. Well, I was just trying to find an album cover because... Apparently, Amazon can't import that when you drag it to <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> well, this is, um, it, it feels so weird. I mean, we started releasing episodes in September, I believe, right? Was it September? No. Somewhere around, around there. there of 2020. Um, we had been recording episodes for probably nearly a year <laughs> prior to that, on and off for months. Yeah, I think just shy. And we are now on, as of now, the most recent album. From by bare naked ladies the most recent studio album, which just feels so strange um and for those of you who are just diehard fans and are so scared to be at the end don't worry do not worry seriously yeah. i would this is not like, the end take a breather pause de-stress and then come back yeah do like five minutes of deep breathing yep. exercises yep. find an app and then come back okay so this is not our last <laughs> episode um we're gonna do a mega um, I guess I don't know what we're gonna call it, but like best ofs or fa- or rankings or favorites. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, best ofs where we rank all our yeah. albums and then all of the B sides, yeah. bonus tracks. Well, not all. Right. I just had a, a semi list. It was like seventy five. It was so songs, funny. So we're not we t- we're not gonna put you through that marathon twelve hour episode. We've, like but- in our lives, we are far and away the 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 most the biggest bare naked ladies fans we know like easily and then when we did the episode by, by a decent margin <laughs> yeah it's not close it's, it's, <laughs> it's gap. and when we did the episode when we did uh an episode with um the bare naked abcs um they sent us like their google sheet of like the songs that they're doing and there were so many on there that i was like what what is that you know because they, they do everything every little live track from from releases everything yeah. but there were like some b-sides and stuff that i wasn't even aware of um to that degree so i felt like i'm like i thought i was a fan i guess i'm i know <laughs> i had the same thing <laughs> um but but what we're, we're not going to do that because there are like you said you said you narrowed it down to what like 75 or 80 from their list that we hadn't covered yeah, so I, I took their list, so thank you very much, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. Um, <laughs> and I took down everything that we had covered, yep. um, and then that got it down to something like 80, and a lot of those are covers, so we won't cover any of those. Except, well, but we'll then, cover one cover that's on uh, Greatest Hits. Lovers, lovers. Oh, sure. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> yes, that is true. But other than that, I don't yeah. believe and we will be doing. We'll, we'll be doing like ten to fourteen. We'll be doing like an album's worth. We're not yeah. going to do the. We're going to do the big right. It's, it's yeah. After you eliminate covers, there's still like I don't know forty songs, Jeez. and a lot of them are like early, early. Yeah, like first yeah. The first cassette the, yeah, releases yeah. that are somehow now digitalized, and it's awesome to hear. But we just don't have time to fit it all in the one episode. <laughs> so we'll narrow it down some, somehow. I mean, there's then, there's one that they did called something like the um, the explore big bang or something like that, 
and I've heard people talk about that. That's familiar. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of so that. So I'm, I'm, we should probably do that one. Um, some other stuff like that. I don't remember. Is that a movie too? I think so. Well, no, it's the science concept for sure. But I, I think they might have made a documentary about it or something. I think you're right. Okay. But so we'll do that. We'll do our favorites, and then after that, we'll, we'll go into Steve's albums, and we'll figure out um, if we're gonna do those as like a two-parter or per album because he's got you know three studio albums a couple other additional albums that kind of count as to like the vanity project yeah. and stuff so um this is not the end and then of course you know we've we've decided the next band that we're going to move on to we haven't announced it yet to anyone besides everybody in our lives um but if we do that drum roll <laughs> oh we're doing it right now okay no. <laughs> and then, so if if when we do that um, if in the midst of that BNL's new album releases, we will absolutely record an episode for that. No, like no, oh, doubt, yeah. no doubt. So this will never be the end of our love after one listen. So we're just we'll do, fresh, we'll hot do a fresh hot take. Honestly, it'd be fun to do a fresh hot take and then like a month out, like re-listening to it because segueing into fake nudes and that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think I think that would be an interest because. I don't know. I just, I listen to fake news. It's a way to really milk the number of episodes we're releasing, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe get some of those that other band's fans into BNL and vice versa. We'll see. Um, so, talking about fake nudes, their most recent album, um, and we should say, and we'll, we'll, we know that between Silverball and Fake Nudes, they did an album with the Persuasions, um, which is an acapella group where they did they basically re-recorded a lot of BNL songs, and I think I read they did it all in like literally two or three days. It's really cool. Um, they yeah, did cool. do that between Silverball and this. We're going to talk a little bit more about that on the next episode. Um, we just didn't, Correct. we're not giving it its own episode because it wasn't original songs. You know, it wasn't a, a release of original songs, but it is really cool yeah. and very There's unique. There's only one, one OG release. No, I don't think, probably which one. was it, Don't Shuffle Me Back? Yeah. No, that's a Kevin Hearn song. It's a Kev yeah, it's a Kevin song. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Well, and I, I think yeah. that's the one that we should talk True. about. True. Yeah. Next it's not week. a new release. That's yeah. We got, these well, are the things we have exactly. to figure out before we record. We're on the we're, we're on the same page and we don't need to let you. Yeah, we are, you know, the we are on the same page, Steven. <laughs> Who is not a part of that album. <laughs> so um but so this is their most recent um studio album, which is crazy to say because it's you know, it's almost four years old. It's three and a half years old at this point. Um which is just you know crazy to me that it's been that long because I remember listening to this the I week know. it came out. My dad and I were driving to Wisconsin to um, uh, go visit his side of the family and go hunting and stuff. He went hunting. I sat there. Um, but uh, I, we listened to this in the car and I remember him dissing the album. And, uh, I, you know, like it, it seemed like that was so recently and that was three and a half years ago, over three years ago. Um, it also makes it feel like it's been so long since the last. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's that much more, but we all in good time was 2010, then yeah. Grinning Streak, and 13, yeah. 15 Silver Ball, and then 17. 13, 15, so they were 17. Pretty, two, maybe three yeah. years. And now we're three pushing four. Well, and, we've, and we've discussed this on this show before. It and, seems yeah, like it's a COVID, COVID thing, but which I still right. find disappointing talking about all of the... By the way, I always forget. Did we, we did we cut out my Weezer rants or did we leave those in in the previous episodes? Do you remember? Because they are... I don't know. We, I know we've talked about the B&L pushing it yeah. at least on two different yeah. episodes. And I, remember, and I know you went on a long Weezer rant and I don't remember if it stayed in or not. Well, just an update for you. They're releasing a surprise album in two weeks in, a, oh, in addition to Van Weezer. So I'll, I will, I'll take back some oh, of wow. that. This isn't, yeah, that's not Van Weezer. It's okay. Human. And then they'll do Van Weezer still in May. So I'll give them a little break. Well, that's there. exciting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, fake nudes. Um, uh, I will say tentatively, because again, trying to be trying to not be uh, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, to uh, shit, I'm just gonna cut it. I would say a jerk. <laughs> I would say my favorite um, album art of all of their post Steve albums. Um, I really, oh, I sure. just love the simplicity of it. I love the design. Um, it's it's straight it's to the point, but it's it's cool. I don't know. It's a silly way to put it, but I like it. Um, uh, came out November 2017. Recorded far earlier that year. Produced by the uh, their good friend Gavin uh, Brown. Of course, we all know Gavin from previous Bare Naked Ladies albums. Um, and I like that. Yeah, I, w- I was just looking after you said it because I was looking at the al- artwork because mm-hmm. it made me think a lot of the post Steve has just been like a picture of the four. Of yeah. Them. Yeah. A lot less abstract. Yeah. And, you know, I struggle with that. I, I, I love bands that do cool stuff with their uh, album art. Um, I but like I said, I think they've done cool stuff with their album art here. And Silverball didn't have them on Agreed. it. I think the Grinning Street no. one for me was the most boring of them all. Um, and I don't mean that like yeah, too intensely. V- very very corpo. <laughs> yes, it was a very corpo cover. Like, come on, guys, you're better than that. I may have been playing a little too much cyberpunk recently. But... <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I remember. Uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I just I remember um, because it was so recent. I remember like the Grat tracks being released for this. I remember bringing it home, being the first one that came out, and then a couple more, mm-hmm. and then Invisible Fence, and I was like, okay. Um, and then you know, eventually the whole yeah, looking was up here. was right there. Yep. And they did the thing where they released. I think they released five or six songs before it even came out. Oh, which yeah. is one of those things that does you know. I again in terms of another nitpicky, it's a nitpicky like, thing. Well, it's just like, you know, yeah. thankfully it is, but it's also kind of annoying when you're like, all right, well in excitement for this album, mm-hmm. I've listened to these six songs yeah. like 300 times exactly. and now the album comes out and I'm skipping half the songs. Well, to get to the so that's stuff. one of the two things for me. So one it's thankfully, and I don't, you know how I don't normally say this. Thankfully there are 14 songs on it. So even though we had heard <laughs> six of them, there were still eight that were fresh for us. But, but like you said, what happens is, you know those songs so well that you skip them and you don't get a full image of the album, a full um, uh, uh, flow of it, because you go track one, two, three, skip four, skip five, six, seven, eight, skip nine, ten. You know, like you just don't listen to it as a whole. So, I mean, if it, if it were up to me, if I if oh. I were the record gods, do you know the songs at all? Sorry, do I know the songs? You, you at go all? ahead and then. Do I? I've heard the album. <laughs> you you go. You finish your thought. Finish all, your thought. All I was gonna say is. If it were up to me, if I were the corporate rock, if I were the corpo rock guy, I, here's what happens. Maybe six to eight weeks out, you announce the album, you announce pre-orders, you release a track. Mm-hmm. Then, let's just say you did it at six weeks. Three weeks later, half point, halfway point, you release one song. So you got two songs released now. Then... Yep. If you do it that way, like if you do it. it three weeks and three weeks, I don't think you need to release anything. You just need to build it up. You know, maybe that last week you tease it a bit and then boom, it's there. Most things that I see lately is they do eight weeks, you know, like two months out, they announce it. One month out, they release a second song. And then the week of release, they do one more song to kind of drum up um, uh, interest right in the album. Three mm-hmm. songs out of an album is fine for me. But if it's a 10 song album and you've released four, I've heard half the album already. But But again, nitpicky stuff. So when we start talking about like listening a bunch to the stuff that's been pre-released before the album came yeah. out and then being like, oh, I've heard half the songs, uh-huh. it made me start to think initially when we got this album, we were not looking on it as this is like, this is one of the lower caliber b albums as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I wonder if part of that is due to the fact that most of the best songs were pre-released. Yeah. And then on getting the album, you're like skipping all that and only hitting the ones that I think it is. I totally think it is. And and I think some of the songs that you don't hear uh, in the pre-release, I think a lot of them are kind of they have. So I think let's go into talking about the album with that. I think this as a whole is their most I'm I'm going to say ambient album, but I mean, this album has the most breathing room in a lot of the songs. They're very um, acoustic. They're very kind of not necessarily slow, but. Um, there's just a lot of space between the instruments. There's a lot of space between lyrics and verses. And I think what that lends itself to is repeat listening. Um, we'll, we'll talk about a lot of Kevin's songs. On, we'll talk about all the songs sure. on the album. But I think there's a lot of songs from Kevin specifically that did warrant getting into it a few times to really appreciate what it is. Because one, uh, Bare Naked Ladies Agreed. are oftentimes known for, even as recently as Silverball, songs that are very punchy and, and catch you right away um, and have very uh, m- have melodies that, are, that, that hook you in really quickly. Even though this album has beautiful melodies, they don't all hook you. They're more floaty. They're more kind of spacey, I think. And I think that when yeah. you are listening, you know, when the th- songs you've heard, even including Invisible Fence, you know, this, this, let's just use those first three, looking up, um, bringing it home and invisible fence and then you listen to township of king and dusty rooms and like navigate you kind of go well okay like these are not these are these feel different and so then you might then i i know that i did i started to um to push it off and like go eh, it's not worth the the re-listens i remember even listening it to it this time like the past week or so i was like there's one song that i'd like i don't remember ever listening to this and i know i have <laughs> it just was so unfamiliar to me yeah i had a distinct i think you're right with the flow and how they all fit together i had a distinct thought this morning about flying dreams that's the one i was just talking I'll about save, I'll, I'll save most of it for when we get to it mm-hmm. but i think it sounds a little similar to daydreaming and uh tired of fighting with you Sure. In style. Yeah. yeah. But it does not jar me as much in this album because the whole album is lighter and not as poppy yeah. throughout. It's not like a succinct change. It feels like it fits more with the album. I agree. No, it, it totally does. And I think that goes back to listening to the whole thing as a, as the, the, the album as whole. So one criticism right. I would have about the album as a whole is that I do feel like leading in the first four tracks with bringing it home and looking up and then frankly having no songs like that for the rest of the album in my opinion is a little bit jarring because you expect you know later on there are a couple slightly more upbeat songs but there's nothing as poppy as those two those two could have been on um, grinning streak for sure probably could have been on silver ball and then there's nothing like that which is fine because i love a lot of the rest of the album um, but I do think it feels a little bit like, okay, we're going to have some of this as we go. And then you don't. Yeah. Sets the tone yeah. and then completely. <laughs> yeah. And I love. <laughs> Just disregards it completely. It almost feels like one of those things where they might have. And I know that it probably wasn't the case. They could have been writing two different records. They could have been writing a more poppy record and then a more uh, acoustic driven record and then just kind of merged sure. them. Um, that's what it feels like. But um, I will say, like you said, this album grew on me a lot. And I'm talking over the past year because it, when it came out, I, I, um, my dad said at one, I think we were listening to it in the car and I think it was either Dusty Rooms or Flying Dreams that we were listening to. And he goes, this sounds like, you know, my, my dad's like an ACDC, Def Leppard kind of guy. And he goes, this sounds like Puff the Magic Dragon. And I was like, no, it doesn't, but okay. And then I kind of just pushed, you know, didn't listen to it. 
And then as we've been recording we're gonna, for the we're pod. We're going to turn this off now. <laughs> I can't hear any more of that. <laughs> as we started recording for the pod, I was like, the songs that I didn't like throughout the whole discography, I started going, oh, this mm-hmm. isn't, this is actually pretty good if you appreciate it for what it is. And then I started getting excited to listen to fake nudes because I started to go, I might like that more than I thought I did. And that's exactly what happened. And one thing we did was we posted on the subreddit yesterday to kind of gather some thoughts on the album from BNL fans. Some very interesting thoughts. And super interesting thoughts. So um, overall, people really love this album. Uh, or the, the people that commented, I should say. Um, a, a lot of people had really positive thoughts about this album. Um, some of it was just they had certain highlights. Some thought it was one of their most powerful albums um, as a whole. I do want to read one specific thought that was super interesting to me. Um, and it's from Dexta Griff, Dexta underscore Griff. And it looks like it's a she based on the um, little uh, Reddit. Uh, what are they called? Smooths or something like that? Snoo. And she said, Snoo. it's definitely a fantastic album. And it was great to hear more of Kevin's influence. I'm really not a fan of their pre all in good time era music. So I'm not going to compare it to any of those albums, but out of the post 2010s, it's definitely their most honest album. Like there isn't anything to prove. It's just solid music. So first of all, the thoughts on that album, I completely agree. I think it's the <clears> most <throat> honest album. I think it was really them just again, making song, writing songs that they wanted to write and re- recording them. I have never met a BNL fan who was a who was ex- almost exclusively a post Steve fan. That is a needle in the haystack. That is so cool. Uh, I just I, I you know it's one of it, I think you get so used to hearing all the negatives of like they were always better before you know before Steve left and stuff that when the opposite presents itself, it's like no way. That's so cool. I just re- I I was really impressed by that. I thought it was awesome yeah i really liked that one too i think yeah i was floored that it <laughs> only post <laughs> steve mm-hmm. um but I, I feel like i had heard that the sentiment of the this being their most honest album and sure. from a couple of fans sure and it had never really rung true to me before oh, sure but the way the way she phrased it it hit home a little more sure and made me understand the sentiment that i think other people were trying to get at yeah yeah and i like that yeah i i I, so we've got um uh we'll actually we'll talk about this more but um uh gizmet 26 says that township of king is one of my all-time favorite bnl song captures the feelings of the lot yeah go ahead yeah a lot of township of king love yeah or yeah a lot of love for that song um brannigan begins again that's a great username said i actually love this album more than almost any uh, more than almost any more modern one canada dry is particularly good to me we're not gonna talk about the tracks yet Mm -hmm. um it feels familiar but evolved which is what i love about listening to full albums it's still one of my favorite cooking dinner albums to listen to um and i and i agree i think one word that i think of when i listen to this album is it's pleasant you know, it it's just very nice. Sure. It's it's unoffensive or inoffensive and just kind of happens, but in a really beautiful way. Um, yeah, it's definitely easy listening. Yeah, I liked uh, the one by Iowish, mm-hmm. the second like half of their comment mm-hmm. that said, you know, even though this isn't a favorite of mine at this point in their career, I'm just happy that they're happy yeah. and that they're keeping making music. Yeah. And yeah, I think they're every in a release just adds more. I was reading some I'm comments on that. Jeff Tweedy's most recent. I know I was talking about him when, when you came over last time to record, um, but he's the lead singer of Wilco and Wilco have a big following and Jeff's got a pretty decent following. And I, someone was talking about him and I feel the same way about BNL where they said, Jeff is in such an interesting position or such a great position because he can release anything 
and his core fans will eat it up. He can do something that yep. is very similar and very familiar and they'll be like, just good old Jeff. Or he can experiment and people will still appreciate him trying to do something new. And I feel like BNL are the same way. There's this core, excuse me, this core fan base of us that we're just excited to get new BNL whenever it happens. And yeah. um, sometimes it's not always, you know, it might not be our favorite, but I think each album post Steve, each album overall has always had something beautiful about it. And at the end of the day, we got more BNL. Like that's what matters. We got more albums. Um, For sure. So I, I agree with that comment. Uh, uh, full hardly. Um, any other comments that were, I mean, they're all worth reading. I want to say that very clear, but I, I'm almost cool, which, Hey, I feel you. Um, said I actively hated it when it came out and was extremely disappointed <laughs> over time. I've grown to enjoy it and even like it overall. Um, and then I, I enjoy sunshine. We took the night navigate and like others, I really love township of King. I agree with that sentiment just to less extremes where I was definitely disappointed when it came out. And I remember specifically thinking, well, I guess this is their first post Steve albums that album. That's not good. And then I've listened to it more, and now I, I really, really like it. I feel like that sentiment could be applied to a lot of people who just hate all post-Steve yes. albums. Yes. Full stop. Yes, I agreed. Agreed. That if they if they were actually to just give it a chance, uh -huh. then they would probably enjoy some of it. Yeah. And yeah, and because if you if you come at it from the lens that Steve's not in it, well, no shit, Steve's not in it. So that means like everything will be disappointing for you if that's what you're judging it by. But if you step away from that for a second and listen, it's really good. And I would even say some of the stuff, a lot of Kevin's, you know, more acoustic sounding songs sound like stuff Steve was doing in the later year in the, you know, me men years, the more acoustic stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, not direct. Uh, 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 Jesus, not um, uh, directly necessarily or exactly, but in that same similar vein. And it's, I think it's really great. Um, and then, of course, um, uh, Hey Look, It's Me uh, talked about uh, how he thinks a lot of it was written. They're going to say pass the ball. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I know what you were going for. I, I wasn't going to do that. It was, it was <laughs> oh, what I was trying to say. I know. Um, I'm just digging further down. <laughs> um, so, um, Hey Look, It's Me. Uh, mentioned that a lot of this was probably influenced by Gordon Downey's uh, Gord Downey's passing. I almost just did it again. <laughs> well, I, I'll, I'll say we cut a section there because I was getting Gord Downey and Gord Howe, Gordy Howe mixed up because Gordy Howe's the one the, the the hockey player mentioned on Seven Eight Nine, and Gord Downey is the musician that the the band were good friends with. Um, so you can hear that in the in the opening track in canada dry and you know just throughout and i will say too you know um we'll talk about flying dreams when we get to it but uh last episode when we talked about um uh, i'm tired of fighting with you i i there mm -hmm. was a section that and again i forget even though i'm releasing it in two days there was a section where i talked about it maybe being about kevin's daughter and i cut that because i i don't know if i cut that or not because i wasn't sure if i was right i didn't want to misspeak flying dreams to me is almost certainly about his daughter and so i feel like you can see a lot of personal um topics coming out of songs here coming into the songs here um which i which yeah. i like they, they they feel very personal and i think one of the criticisms i've had in the past couple of albums is that they can kind of seem a little corporate or or um generic corpo. Yeah, a little corpo or is that going to be the word of the day corpo um or oh, or yeah. like yeah just kind of generic where um it was like i'm going to write a song here it is um, which I still liked them, but this this feels very personal and very honest as a as a whole to me. Yeah, definitely agreed. Um, so 
do you want to pop in? Is there anything we want to discuss before we hop into it? Or um, I don't. So this is the first time we've gotten used to bonus tracks on albums, and this I know album nothing. Does not have any. No bonus tracks. Um, this is the first post Steve with no bonus tracks. Um, and the other thing, the only other surface level thing that maybe I should mention is fourteen songs. Six of them were written and lead Kevin. Yes, and a couple yes. more were actually like. Ed and Kev wrote together. Yeah. And, you know, somebody made a point, I think, in um, one of the on, on the subreddit or maybe in a comment I was reading that one thing that they haven't had a lot of post Steve is um, dual lead songs. So you think about one week, you think about maybe Katie, yeah. where there's both of them switching back and forth on vocals. They don't really have any of that post Steve. It's very much like this is Ed's lead song, this is Kev's lead song, That's this true. is Jim's. Um, and you know, there is on one of the, uh, you, me versus the world, Kev does have some harmonies in the beginning or some that bop, bop, bops. But besides that, um, I can't off the top no. of my head. I'm sure I'm wrong. Think of any post Steve songs that are swapped vocals, which is kind of a bummer. Cause those no. are really fun. It's kind of a bummer. And I think that's why I was surprised to see that three of the songs were, so like I said, six were Kevin and three of them were written by Kevin and Ed. And then Jeez. Ed takes the lead on all of those. And, you know, in in terms of you know, six, you said six for Kev that he sings. Um, yep. That would mean another seven for Ed, and then just one for poor Jim. Well, yep. And that's a bummer because again, as as we say, Jim's song is great <laughs> on this album. Knocked and I want parsons. more Jim. So, I, and, and what I'll say too is that all of this makes me very excited for their next album because I think because of the past mm-hmm. four. A, you don't know what it's going to sound like. And then B, you don't know what if it's, you know, we got pretty used to split vocals on All in Good Time. And then uh, Gritting Street comes out and it's almost all uh, Ed. And then the next one's kind of split and then this one's really split. So I would assume more splits are going to come in terms of, you know, who sings what. But uh, but you never know. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's hop into um, the first of 14 with no bonus tracks, Canada, Canada Dry. You know I'm out of your head and I'm losing my mind. Listen to Gordy. Amazing. <laughs> so good. I, it, this is going to surprise you, but I love I, it. No, I, I, this will be a contender for my top 10 BNL songs of all time. It is, I will, I will strongly say yeah. it is their best post Steve song. And if it's not, it is top two or three for sure. It is so, so, so good. I just, yeah, that's what I say. Easily one of the best. Um, incredible harmonies and backup vocals yep. in there. Yep, lyricism, beautiful lyrics, and uh, I, I think that I think the biggest thing for me is that it's just the melodies are so good. The like yeah. the, the 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 verse and the chorus, it's just so beautiful. Um, I've said this before. I think I know far, a few episodes ago. I love Ed's guitar style playing, where he does a lot of chords but he does a lot of licks between the chords. Like it's not just G to a C it's G and then do 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 C or, you know, just like, I don't know. Yeah. I, and I think this has a lot of that where you can hear it in those opening notes where he starts playing the chords, but then he's moving his fingers around between them. And it just creates some really interesting licks that um, complement the, the melodies. Well, and I I'm all for it. Me too, man. Me too. I don't... <laughs> Sorry. 
this is this is how I learned that Joni Mitchell was Canadian. <laughs> yeah, because they do the like they reference a different Canadian yep. singer. Yep, the three courses. Um, and yeah, a lot of like there was a lot of speculation about this being about Steve. Yeah, well, and, and some with the last like listening to Gordy's making me cry, like listening to Gordon. Oh yeah, album, yeah, I like that. Is what a lot of people are like thinking. That. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm thinking now it is probably more like definitively Gord Downey. Well, I think it's one of those, um, it could also apply to two things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think, and I, and I think that's one of the things we know for sure with BNL is that it very well could apply to two things. I'll say, and then, you know, look at quietude 38 says Canada dries as much about Steve as you run away is. Um, and you know, what's really interesting is, um, you listen to you run away or something like I have learned and you listen to this, you listen to Canada dry, you listen to piece of cake. And what I like about it is that you get so many different aspects of what is essentially a breakup. You know, you hear so many different emotions or, or phases of a breakup because you run away could very much be seen as like um, a little bit defiant and something to prove piece of cake is kind of like maybe looking at it from afar, like kind of, jokey or you know kind of removed emotionally and this one seems Mm -hmm. like a longing like i miss you i miss what we had and those can all be true about the same person and and it can all be stages too yeah i mean with time canada dry is definitely like seems like more looking back fondly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you run away is more like bitterly right like after raw, like, hey. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I just tried everything and you just kept running away. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, it's so interesting because after this, I believe, I'm pretty sure it was after this was when they did, um, the, uh, the reunion for like the Junos or the Canadian. The yeah. It was, yeah. Um, and they, you know, they, of course, uh, all that whole time were asked about uh, reunions and blah, 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 blah. Pretty much exclusively. Yeah. yeah 2018. And, and, so a year and then they didn't, you know, like that's the thing. They, they, they didn't do a reunion and they haven't rejoined. And so I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we miss you. I miss you. But we also have to kind of stick to this world we've created now where yeah. um, we can't you, we can't go back. I miss you. And I'm looking at you, like you said, really fondly. I think that's a great word for this is very fond. But um, but he does say, you know, trying to use a record to repair my heart. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to start again, my friend. So it's kind of like, you know, OK, is he talking about Damn. starting again with him or is he talking about I want to start back doing, you know, when when yeah. uh, we broke up, I wanted to start again on a new album, like all in good time. or Like, it's just interesting to try to figure out what it, I mean, what it means, <laughs> what, excuse me, what he was trying to get at and no one knows. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it goes back to the silver, to yeah. the, um, it's one of those things. We'll never yeah, know. <laughs> everybody knows, but no one knows what went wrong. That's how I'd put it. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah, before. you probably have. You'll, you'll remember it down the road. Um, so <laughs> should we move on then to um, track number dos? Yeah. Numero dos. Bringing it home. Forever after, it's in our bones. Stay at the house, cause we're bringing it home. We raise the rafters, we made bold. We bag it up. I like this one a lot too. Yeah. I really like the opening lyrics and wordplay. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the wind down at the end. Yeah, I love having the um, the fast verse from from Ed. Um, yep, I always love that. Yeah, um, I love the. I always I know this is one of those really basic ways of putting it. I just love the vibe of the song. I love the chorus, um, the end of the chorus, which is "We raised the rafters, we made Rome, <laughs> we backed it up, and we're bringing." I, know. I just love that, like, like that kind of like on top of the world feeling. And it, again, I, I say this almost every album. The whole you can look at this and go, it's kind of one of those things that seems like it's a little bit weird for guys in their forties to go, okay, we're going to say hey together, and then we're going to say ho together. Like it just seems kind of forced <laughs> some, to a degree. Um, but again, I. I say that, but I like it and it works for me. And it's just, it's a, this is a classic post Steve pop BNL song. For sure. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. It is very poppy. Yeah. Everything about it works for me. I, yeah, love it. No complaints. Yeah. Yeah. I like to, so they, they did two, two years out from this album, uh-huh. they released the acoustic version. Fake was Nudes it that Naked. far out? Yeah. Wow. Maybe, maybe it was like a year and a half no, but it was it was i'm right only away. i'm only looking at the year so 2017 2019 yeah no it was so it may, so it, late 2017 it, it, and early it was november 2017 and may 2019 so yeah about a year and a half okay yeah Jeez. um so there's eight songs on that one yeah not the full thing but, but enough i i like them all by the way to some bands I think... eight songs would be its own album for bnl that's <laughs> about half of their album <laughs> true I think the whole thing's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think songs like Bringing It Home mm-hmm. and we'll get to looking mm-hmm. up that one too, but those are the most interesting on the album to me because they're the biggest, like Canada Dry is already a lot less poppy. and like Yeah, more. an acoustic version of Canada Dry is basically Canada Dry. <laughs> right. Which I like. So those are the songs like Bringing It Home on the acoustic version, I like, what? I don't know. They're more interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's a better it's, way to it's, play. Yeah, it's it's much it's much different than the the studio version. So you're you're yeah. you're hearing a f- much fresher take on it. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's really well done. Yeah, with that one. Yeah, nothing embarrassing about the song to me. I like it. Let's move on though. Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> on that note, let's go to Invisible Fence. Dude, I like this song. I didn't think I did, and and I I I have worried if I have become more like you over the recording of these episodes because like, well, that was the whole point. <laughs> I listen to this and I go, it's so on the nose. It's so obvious. It's it, it's not hiding anything. It's very simple in its structure and its lyrics, and I like it. Like I just. I I enjoy listening to it. I love the horns. I love the chorus. It's it's just I like it. Surprisingly. Yeah. I this is weird. I feel like I like it less than you do, which is not normal. It happens. It happens. I think it does. I like a lot of the elements of the song. Mm-hmm. I I like love what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Love the message. I feel like how how obvious it is. It's tough for me to not like so there's two parts of this that <laughs> 2017 year after Trump was elected mm-hmm. fake news fake nudes mhm oh yeah of course i mean his whole campaign was built on yeah. the wall yeah. 
And then there's a very specific line in this about some people just building a yeah. wall. And then the whole like I struggle not to associate the whole song with just Trump's wall. Like, even, <laughs> like obviously the one line, sure, but, but the, the whole, whole thing. Yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I hear what you're saying. I feel like it's just one big metaphor. Yeah. And it obviously applies to like way more than that. Just like don't be a dick in general. Sure. Actually treat people like all all that. Yeah, yeah. But I struggled not to associate Directly it with, with Trump's wall. I, yeah, yeah. I don't love how a BNL song being associated with Trump in my mind. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's an, it's um, a thing. Yeah, it, it's that, that's a hard thing to get. Yes, I know the feeling. Yeah, I'm just so happy. But I don't know. I like Ed's backing his. Uh, Backup vocals yeah. when he, just invisible fence, just very straightforward. Yeah. I think it Got sounds some good. good. Horns in there again. Um, that's the second type good of albums that Kev adds some horns to his songs. I really yeah. like it. I do think this is hurt a little bit by being in, sandwiched in between the other three in the front I, four. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For well, especially because the next song again, you get really poppy, and this I think this song is more akin to maybe twenty twenty hindsight or even we took the night. You know, it's more rock for sure. forward. Um. And I like those songs, but again, it, it, it just, I think being sandwiched between two pop songs. Um, but I, I, again, I, I would imagine it's one of those things that Kev felt really passionate about and wanted to be up front. Um, you yeah. know, he, he, I'm sure it's one of those things he fought for. You know, on that note with fake nudes. I think being up front works. It, it's interesting. You were talking about how they didn't do bonus tracks. They also didn't do a commentary for this one, which they had done for, I think, the, at least the past two albums. The last two. Um, which would have yeah. been cool to have. Um and now it's one of those things where when you listen to it for the other two, you're like, yeah, okay. It's not overly insightful, but it's nice. And now that we don't have it, I'm like, I really want the insights on this. Like, I want to know more about it. Yeah. Gr- Grinning Streak, I thought was oh, fine. Mm-hmm. Like, but Silver Ball, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I th- that one, I got a lot of stuff yeah. from. Um, you know, I think one of the yeah. things I like about this song, um, and then there's a couple, there's at least one other like this. And I, I, I truly don't mean this insultingly, is that it, it sounds very much like a children's song the melody is very simple the lyrics are very simple Mm -hmm. like i i really love that last verse sure we may have variants like the color of skin or the way we dance at the end of the day we're not different i know i like that part too (laughs) we got to break down the invisible fence like i feel like it's it's not a straightforward kid song but it's a song i could play for my kids and they would listen to it and and sing it and enjoy it and i think it's it's, yes um i don't know i like that i like it for that so I, I I do too. How do you compare this to fun and games? That's a much I, more abstract yeah. commentary um, on political. Yes. Yeah, I, I think, <laughs> but I think fun and games to me musically is a little uh, melodically is a little less interesting. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we talked about that me and men time being bloated. And I think because of that, it's a little I, it gets lost for me. Um, but there are stark lyrics like, you know, your sons and daughters will be blown in half fun and games, stuff, you know? Um, so yeah. I guess I would say I like this more, um, weirdly, and it feels like I'm going against my gut saying this stuff weirdly because of how straightforward it is and because of how sort of on the nose it is. I don't know why, but that makes me like it more. <laughs> what about you? I feel like I'm more the opposite sure. and I wonder if part of it is just like, I feel like I'm relating more to the very cynical. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> like they, they both are, are political, but they are coming at it from different angles. And this is a yeah, very, one is helpful. very hopeful yeah. and one yeah. is very cynical. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah yeah I, i've been floating back and forth between both of those feelings as of yeah. late i think hopeful is better yes but it's hard but to I think i relate to yes. cynical more <laughs> hopeful hopeful is, is who i want to be cynical is who i actually am most days yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly well let's 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 try to be a little bit more um upbeat and move on to uh looking up Where i go is home every town and every road every song i've ever known carried in my bones argue this song is almost almost too samey to bringing it home like they sound so similar in terms of the the instrumentation and the and the um kind of key sounds like i love the song but like they they are very similar in what they and what they do for me do you know what? yeah i would agree with that i i think i don't know that i agree that they're similar i feel like they do different enough things for me yeah I wrote, it's poppy as hell, and I love it. So I mentioned this on the last episode. I have I have some logical issues with this and um, bringing it home. So oh I want to explore this with you real quick. Um, it's petty, by the way. So the, the pre-chorus Perfect. to this says, Everywhere I go is home, every town and every road, every song I've ever known, carried in my bones. Which, by the way, I love that. I think it's great. But everywhere mm-hmm. I go is home, every town and every road. You go back to bringing it home and the chorus is forever after it's in our bones. Stay at, stay at the house because we're bringing it home. So what is the concept of home to these guys? (laughs) Because home is everywhere, but then stay at the house because I'm coming home. So are you moving the house? Home is where the heart is, Josh. But not according to these songs. Home is everywhere and home is the house. So I, I just think, I think exactly. logistically, it's where the heart is. It's wherever you are, but, but that's not no. <laughs> that's not what they're saying. I just, yeah, I just have some. Logistical that's what questions. they're saying in this one, not the other one. <laughs> I just have some logistical questions about about maps for these guys and what their concept of home is. Um, but no, I like this one. I think it's so. I think it's so easy to compare this and. I'm bringing it home because they are the two poppy tracks. I think I prefer mm. bringing it home a bit more. Um, but uh, interesting. I think I tend to go this one. Interesting. That I, I don't didn't mean to repeat you. I just find that interesting too. I do say interesting. They do have one of my favorite lyrics, maybe of all time, in this album, which is "You go worry about the things you can't control. I'm gonna see the donut. You can see the hole." I unironically love that line because I it's do too. so good. It's so good. <laughs> It's just such a great, like, you know, the, you could do the, yeah, um, ha- glass half full, glass half empty, whatever. But instead, it's like, I'm going to see the donut. You're going to see the hole in the middle of it where there's no donut. I just, I, I genuinely love that lyric. I think it's it's so good. That's excellent. Yeah. 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 I, I listened to our last episode mm-hmm. a couple of days mm-hmm. ago and remembered one, one comment you had about a pre-chorus being boring or something like sure. that. And you made it like, you said something like, Oh, well, it's a pre-chorus. It's hard to make it interesting sure. or whatever. Okay. But I think the pre-chorus in this song works so well. The pre-chorus to of this up. song is, I almost kind of think it, I mean, think of it and maybe it's almost the highlight. I think it's almost getting, I, I mean, we might be getting into semantics here. I think of the pre-chorus <clears throat> as the chorus and then the, I'm looking up almost as filler in an instrumentation. Like I, I I'm sure that's wrong. 
because of the structure of the song. But I, I mean, when I think of the chorus, if you told me to sing the chorus of the song, I would start everywhere I go is home. Um, I love it. I, but That's I agree. True. But if we are, if, and, uh, yeah, but, but that may be just because of what genius said. Yeah. Well, I said but that, also like, it doesn't so, make sense that that so would be the pre-chorus, like, you know, structurally. Right. And if, if looking at it that way, I totally agree. The pre-chorus is yeah. more interesting than the chorus here for sure. Um, and I love, again, it's Definitely. just like hopeful, optimistic, um, a message of the song so I, I i really like it yeah so i've got i've got this is another one where the acoustic i really oh, like sure. it and i'll play a clip of this please for you here because i just thought it was really fun I love that captures them live so much. That captures the yeah, fun of those guys. It's just Ed going. <laughs> I, I really enjoy that. It's funny because there's a couple of my songs. Um, there's a new one that I've been working on that I, I end by going and I can't, I'm not going to do it the full octave because our baby's sleeping in the room over there um, where it goes. Bop, bop, bada, bop, 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 but like way more strained than that. And I think mm-hmm. I took it straight from BNL because they end songs like that, like really loud and fun. And I, I try to, I've always tried to add elements of that into the stuff that I do because it's just fun. And and when I did it with, um, I played this song with uh, the band Caleb and Jenna and, and Miles a couple of weeks, probably about a month ago. And when we all did that, I cool. was just like, that's what I wanted to do. That's a, it, it exactly captured it. And when you play that, it reminded me of the like it's that exact same thing. And it's just. It's just fun. Like I think that really captures what it's like to see them live because that's the kind of stuff they do live. Yeah. I, I love it. Definitely <sighs> agree. All right, let's keep it going. Sunshine. I ran fast, but I came last. Cause although I set the pace, it was rigged from the start that I lose this race. Gone and done before it had begun. I really like this one. It 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 reminds me. I I've said this. You know, it, it reminds me of um, ordinary toe to toe. You know, like those more sparse sparse acoustic songs that they do. And I I really like it. I struggle with finding with fully being able to nail down what the lyrics are about on this song. Um, I have very yeah. vague ideas, but it's one of those where again, I think the wordplay is beautiful to a point where I don't fully understand it but i know what it means to me um i right. love it the the important parts appear but the details start to smear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. classic yeah it sounds very much like the uh like that piece of cake again i know we just talked about it, but everybody knows but no one knows what went wrong and it's kind of like that idea of you generally even internally you generally remember what happened but the details of what happened start to fade away a little bit um I love the uh, other part in that in that same verse a little bit before because my hindsight's crystal clear, but the view from then's not like the view from here. And I, I you know, I think this whole song great. Um, and this is I take this from other comments in the song too, but I feel like this whole song is about perspective and where you like again. I think it's in the uh, the end of the chorus. I think is where it is. Whereas um, I could find a way to live with your ghost, but I won't be happy till I leave this town. Where I can get over certain things, but I still need to remove myself from it a bit more mm-hmm. and i just i really love that concept um but the thing that I, that yeah um the chorus is the one i struggle with meaning wise or su- sunshine burns your skin 
sometimes the thing we love so much eat us up from the outside in. I understand that idea of like, you know, good things have bad sides to them and can be um, uh, harmful, but I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I've never been able to fully figure out how that fits in with the, with the whole idea of perspective. Cause they, you know, like they seem like two different things yeah. again, just how I look at it. But yeah, I feel like you could look at it as a positive or a negative. Yeah. yeah. It's a glass half full, half empty sort of thing. I mean, honestly, yeah. you know, like depending on how you look at something, it could be good or bad. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think it's a really beautiful song. I think Ed's vocals on this album as a whole, but this song in particular are, are great. Um, Agreed. And uh, I think this is really where I think from here on out, the rest of the album feels a bit different than those first four to me. Um, and this is where For this, sure. this, oh, the, yeah. the, like I said earlier, the ambience or the breathing room really starts to take hold in this song and, and stays through most of it. The album, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Oh man. So good. Anything else on this one? But yeah, it's, it's really, it's just beautiful. Really good. Like it's just, this is the yeah. kind of stuff I, I, I feel like, like I said, the, the album as a whole really takes this vibe um, kind of for the rest of the album. And I like that because I've, and I think this is a good one to set the tone off yeah. for the rest of the album. Yeah. I'd prefer this over some of the other, I feel like, and, and not that they ever should, I feel like you could take the first four of these songs off and start the album here and it would feel complete. I don't think it would be as good That's true. because I, yeah. I, I think the first four songs are amazing, but like, the rest of it just fits so well together that this could be its own album. Um, again, shouldn't not saying that's the right way to do it or that they should, I don't think they should <laughs> no. do it, but that's how it feels. It fits well like that. IMO. Yeah. I think that could work. Uh, yeah. Let's move on to the next let's one. Let's do it, man. <laughs> Dusty rooms, Dusty rooms. I went for a spin and lo, what did I find? A little tin full of tarantula skin And a house full of butterflies A house full of butterflies Not a so, <laughs> uh, Let me find it so I okay. have the actual, like, very accurate lyric. But, um, a little tin. Like, I went for a spin and lo, what did I find? A little tin full of tarantula, tarantula, tarantula skin. skin. What the hell is Kevin finding? That, where, well, like, so where I took does, this, is he going with that? I, I, I took this as a whole about like BNL touring and being gone all the time, staying in oh. hotel rooms. Because there's the lyric about, um, uh, "Hey, hey there, Jim, where have you been? How do you make the time fly?" So it's like, oh, hey, you know, like after a show or before a show. But then that raises the same that question. Would make sense to like dial nine for an outside yeah, line, yeah. And, like you're from a hotel. But room. then you you bring it back to what you just said. Mm. What hotel rooms are their staff booking them in? <laughs> Yeah, where they're finding like limes, lime wedges yeah. in the corners, and like I get being economical, sure, but there's a middle ground there, guys. Like you don't need to stay. I'm in thinking like an Altoids tin that he opens up, and it's like a tarantula, a multi tarantula. Sk- I don't know if tarantulas shed their skin, but <laughs> they do in wow, this hotel. What that three of her? <laughs> also, I did like the dial eight for a really weird time, and um, I know. so the the one thing I would say to to actually talk about the song itself, besides the weird hotel lines. Um, we, we said very early on that people in the subreddit praised the township of King loved it as, you know, some said again, one of their best songs post Steve or best songs ever. And I, I do love that song. However, mm-hmm. I will say that this song seems very similar to that artistically and musically. Um, and 
I'm interested. It surprises me that this song from again from the small sample size got very little to mm-hmm. no love, whereas Township of King is being lauded with praise. I like this song. I think it's great. Um, I I would probably agree and say that I like Township of King a bit more, but not um, uh, exponentially. So I think I'm more with the hordes of fans on Reddit. <laughs> um, I think musically, you're right. I think they are fairly similar. Mm-hmm. The lyrics to this one are just so weird sometimes, and it makes says the me guy laugh. who liked Passcode. Yeah, <laughs> and fair. All right, all right. Continue, continue. I'm not saying weird lyrics are bad. Sure, but it like it doesn't fit as much with the Passcode is a much popular That's song. That's fair. Okay, I hear what you're this saying. This is more. I mean, I I like it, and then the lyrics like make me question things as I'm going through this. Well, we, we've talked a lot before about how um, it's like comedy and then serious. And then like, like, Oh, Hey, it's Mr. T. <laughs> on the TV. <laughs> He's so cool. And he pities the fool. Well, it's, I think it's just, I think it's just another great example of what Kev does. Right. I've said, we said before where he just, he 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 has very direct lyrics, very image driven lyrics about places he's mm-hmm. in, things he's seen, actions that are happening. You know, there there's always metaphor, but a lot of it is also very literal in his lyrics. And I think this is just a prime example of that. Of and some and you know, for better or for worse, um, it just feels like a prime example of of or uh, sorry, Kev being literal in his lyrics. Yeah, I I do agree though. I want to know who the hell's booking their rooms because. If Kev like thinks it's a crime to want fresh air, like get that man a damn window. Maybe, maybe it's like method acting, and he's been he's been <laughs> requesting shitty hotel rooms for years just to be able to write this song. Like they're they're all at the Hilton Suites, and he's at the Motel Six around the corner, <laughs> coughing. <laughs> all right, let's go on to uh, we took like, the Kevin night. really again. <laughs> See you guys, and then he comp- and then they write this song, and they're, he's like, they're all like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like you've been doing this by choice. <laughs> this We've is, never. This is your choice. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do it. Let's do. We took the night. Yep. Knocked it out again. He set such a high bar since Steve left. Yeah, and yeah, he's hit it every time. I was talking to uh, I don't I didn't tell you this. I was talking to Tracy over the past couple of weeks because um, he had listened to our holiday album when we were emailing a little bit, and he was telling me, you know, uh, I think he said he had just listened to our holiday album where he had praised Jim, and he was like, you should go listen mm-hmm. to the Brothers Cregan albums uh, that that Jim and Andy did. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I went back and listened to a couple of them and they're great. They're really good stuff. The problem is I last I saw their most recent album was 2002. Yeah. And one thing that I, that I had forgotten about was um, that Kev was really good friends with Lou Reed, the musician who passed away uh, quite a few, Mm -hmm. a few, four or five years ago now. Um, And part of the reason they were so close is because Kev toured with Lou Reed as a guitar player, as like as one of his touring musicians, um, which first of all, that's just amazingly cool in general. Um, yeah. But he, but they were close. But then, so what I was looking at was um, Kev's solo career, and then in, like kind of matching up with BNL. And Kev has a lot of solo albums, and he yeah. had, and then you know what I was looking at in between that. So Kev's solo albums, he's got four solo. 
um, not including the Thin Buckle albums, which is four more, so eight solo albums, two with the Cousins, which is with um, his cousin Harlan, who um, yep. you know is an actor and 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 does stuff with BNL before. So between '97 and 2019, uh, he's released uh, ten additional albums. That's insane. That's insane. On top of on top of thirteen BNL, yeah. okay, like, sure, ten, uh, call eleven it 10. with yeah, Kev, yeah. But then you, but then on top of that, twenty albums. He was in Lou Reed's live band starting in two thousand seven. Oh, that too. <laughs> so like you think about, you know, um, he at least toured with Lou through 2011, 2012, at least. So that's five years minimum yeah. touring. So think about that two thousand seven to two thousand twelve period, where looking at the the solo albums here, he released one, two, three, four, five. There's no four albums between solo albums between 2007 and 2012, nine, 14, 11. Okay. Three, three That's to four. Crazy. I'm sorry. Maybe th- three to four in that time period. Also toured with Lou Reed also recorded BNL albums and released and toured for BNL albums. And, and I'm, I'm contrasting that with Jim, not in a negative way. Jim, Jim and Andy have done four albums. The last one was 19 years ago. And it's a lifestyle thing, right? Like, I'm sure Jim just doesn't want to do that. Um, that's whatever. I don't, that's, but right. what this makes me, every time I hear a, a Jim song on a BNL album, it just makes me want a, a solo Jim album or just more Jim. Maybe it doesn't even to be solo. I just, he's got a great voice. I love his lyrics. Um, I would, I just yeah, want and it's, more. it's so good. It leaves you wanting more, yeah. especially because it's, it's the only two minute song in the album. Yeah. It's the shortest for sure. Yeah, two fourteen. That's super short. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's very good. short and like it's yeah, it's so yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know. I I I like you know this is a hard thing to try to describe. I feel like a lot of the songs on this album are love songs, but they're not direct, you know, mushy, um, overdone love songs. They're complicated love songs about marriage about long relationships and that's what i like from these guys is because they're now and i feel like they've done this previously the past decade but now they're not trying to write songs that they don't know about necessarily or trying to put themselves back in a different place they're writing about marriage or love or relationships from where they are now or pinball machines or pinball machines too yeah of course pinball machines too (laughs) um but no i I think this is a great song yeah it's one of those things that it always going back a little bit mm-hmm. I, I i completely agree i just want more gym stuff and it's one of those things that makes me wonder where i'm like man i wish the song was longer mm-hmm. or i wish i had more yeah. but i guess i'd rather have fewer quality than versus just quantity. like yeah exactly yeah knock it out of the park every time than a couple that make me wonder yeah and you but do and you do wonder it really just makes you wonder does jim want bring more? one song to to the recording sessions or to the you know the practice sessions yeah. does he bring two or three you know where what does he bring to it um and what comes out of that but yeah i don't know i love it i i i agree i love that they've all been quality um but i would just love i just love his singing voice i just want to hear more of it at the end of the day but anyway and him just standing up there and Hitting that stand-up mm-hmm. bass, thump, 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 thump. that's what a stand-up so bass sounds cool. like. Just so cool. He's he is like low-key the coolest member of the band. Like he just seems like the kind of guy that is kind to everybody, is like interested yeah. when he meets you. Like I feel like I can see myself, 
I can see somebody introducing me to Jim at a party and, and he's got a little plate of like appetizers, you know, and he's like mid bite as you come over and your friend's like, Jim, I wanted to introduce you to JD. And he does the thing where he like, he finishes his food and he like wipes his hands like, oh, hey man, nice to meet you. And like is genuinely interested in meeting you and like listens to you as you're talking. Um, yeah. Purely from all the, like the videos I've yeah. seen of him. Completely agree. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's go on to uh, uh, navigate. Don't try to attach this. Don't dare try to get it to stop. Deep blues fade into blackness. Sinking the temperature drops. No light on the horizon. This is a pretty solid one. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I really like it. I think, I think they could have... I. The only the biggest complaint I have is the ending. What about it? They have a minute and twenty five instrumental, and I think twenty to thirty seconds of it are interesting, it and then it just like switches sure. and is just fading out. And I wish they would have just cut a little all bit earlier. Fading out. Yeah, I I think yeah, it's a long fade out too, which I that 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 can be kind of tedious. Yeah, it's it's a minute twenty five total of no singing at the end. Well, and that doesn't bother me as much as other times it has. Like I think. But I think it's a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I I don't hate it for the fact I don't hate it, but I don't like I'm not like, oh, instrumental at the end. Sure. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I, I, I do like this one. I think it's a highlight of the album. I think if someone said, what should I listen to? I would add this as one of the few. I think what's unique about it to me is that it seems to me a little bit like a Kevin song in terms of the instrumentation and the ambience of it and the instrumental at the end. But it's coming from Ed. This is one of the songs that was written to both of them. And I wonder when you hear that sort of a thing, it makes me wonder mm-hmm. how, like what was the 50 50 here or not? I'm sure yeah. it wasn't. You can never just say it's 50 50, but what was the split here? Was it like Kev brought the instrumentation and, and Ed brought the lyrics or, or Ed was writing a song and then said, Hey, Kev, can you help me? Like, I, I wonder what it was, right. but, but it shows that it's a, that's a, one of their two, you know? Um, it's a good point. I yeah, I I like it a lot. Um, I just like the again. I I don't know why I keep going back to this phrase. I love the room that this song has in it between the instruments, between the guitar. Like it just doesn't feel punchy or direct. Sure. It just kind of is very floaty through space, like the lyrics say. <laughs> I I like it. Yeah, I feel like this is where I start to hit the section of the album that I enjoyed a lot more than I remembered. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This and the next couple. Well, I had it where this one... Actually, most of the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I think there's still a couple... Um, there's at least one one to me that I'm not a big fan of moving forward. But I remember not liking this one as much and liking another one a lot more. And now listening back to it, I like this one a lot more and the other one a lot less. So again, it's just one of those things that time really... Time is a funny thing. Time is a funny yeah, there's thing. Yeah, there's one that I don't care for it i'll be interested much. to see if we if it's the same one i i bet it's the same one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep but up. or not i think the rest of the album i really like yeah just enjoyed a lot more than i remembered mm-hmm. or came into it a lot the last couple of weeks yeah preparing for yeah. this and it could be a time thing too i mean sure it's only three or four years ago but we would have been in our early 20s we're in our mid to late 20s now maybe that and we've seen a lot more wow um maybe that has something to do with it like enjoying some of the stuff more maybe not i don't know but you know time yeah. well you know we've gotten wiser with we age. Are, oh yes we're a very wise um old gentleman at this point you know we're sage sage we have sage wise <laughs> advice now 
What's uh what's after navigate? Flying dreams. Flying dreams. Still sinking in. I've been swimming deep in the blues these days. Ever since fate. So um we were literally before the break or the, the break, the song, just talking about getting older and during that break, Jeanette texted me. She sent me a photo of a, of a tweet that says, I've reached the age when I drive past the house with a nice porch. I literally have to say that's a nice porch. Like, <laughs> have, that's so Those funny. commercials, have oh, you the seen Geico those commercials? commercials? They're hilarious. They they are so, so good. Those <laughs> are like, did he ask for your give help? Give me hope for commercials again. <laughs> um, sorry, I, I just I thought that time I was think great. The, it's, I laugh every time yeah. at the the lady throwing the the side away. She's like, no cussing, no fussing, and no back talking. <laughs> She's just so proud of it. And he's like in the trash can. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, th- those are those are some oh. of the top commercials of our of our current generation. Um, I'll, I'll say, you know what? On that same note, real quick, since you brought it up, I I genuinely yep. like Jake from State Farm. I think he's a great guy. I'm real sick of the uh, thanks for the special Jake. And they're he's like, no, no, we don't do it for you. We do it for everybody. You know, I'm like that, that bit's run its course, but I do like Jake from state farm. As well. I think Jake from state farm has run its course for a while. He was good for a while. I like then... him. I think he's charismatic. I think he's, I, think he, I mean, yeah. you know, objectively, sure. I think he's a good looking guy. I like the commercials. That doesn't when it comes mean out. I want to hear more from him. <laughs> okay. Fair. Fair enough. <laughs> Fine. Flying dreams. Move on to flying dreams. Um, I think this is the one I said if um, is about his daughter. Because I don't, again, I've said before, I don't know specifically what her ailment is, but I know that she's confined to a wheelchair um, and and seems not just immobilized physically, like, you know, with her limbs, but just, um, I think there mm-hmm. are some mental limitations. And again, I, I don't know the specifics of it, but you just look at those, those first four lines. If you could walk, if you could talk, where would you go? What would you say to me? I love the sound of you moving around, laughing and dreaming next to me, but I'll never know what you see. I hope it's a flying dream. Aww. That's fucking deep, man. That it's cuts. really it's really deep. It's really sad. It is, yeah. This, so this thing says that uh she, though she can't communicate with him. Mm-hmm. So man, yeah. like that's it's just that's really moving. Yeah, yeah it really no, it, it, I think that's the, it's very moving. It's and then and then you have those floaty lyrics like the next the next uh lines over fields, houses and hills, hospitals, over shopping malls and ravines. It's it feels like that's where you're moving, like you are flying over yeah. those. I think the title and the lyrics and the music all play together really, really well here. Um, I really like that. Yeah, I um, think that makes me like this song a lot more. Yeah, and it's tough. What you know, what happens is is um, stuff like that where it's a good song. The lyrics are beautiful. I think musically it's very good. I don't think it's one of the best on the album necessarily, um, but but it, it it does something. It endears you to it. I think is what I'll say. It's a it's an excellent album track. Yeah. So this is from an interview. It says that's a yeah. That's actually a great way to put. it. I'm sorry. It's a, it's an excellent um, album track. And so this is an interview with Yahoo where 
Um, the most serious, though not political, tune on the new album was Flying Dreams, which bandmate Kevin Hearn wrote for his at the should be 17 now, but 14 year old daughter Havana, who has special needs. It's an absolutely beautiful song, says Ed. Havana has ton has a ton of challenges and is an amazing young woman. Kev wrote this beautiful song, wondering what goes on in her head and hoping, as any parent would, that her that in her dreams she's flying. Um, understandably, Flying Dreams has garnered appreciation from many other parents of special needs children, but Stuart says. Um, so Ty's talking. Now. Everyone's talking except for Kev. Um, it's amazing the feedback we get about not just the, that issue, but anything that we touch in, on touch on in our songs. Some people have come up and said, hey, I lost my mom recently, or I went through about a mental illness and your songs helped me get through, or I used to go, come to your concerts with my dad and he's no longer with us. You know, things like that. People take the time to go out of their way to let us know what mattered to them. So there they go, being that's those cool. guys that you love. I mean, that's that's the, you know, that's the BNL I know and love right there. Yeah. Yeah. Love them. I love it. It's a beautiful song. That's it's so very good. beautiful. I, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where I hate saying it's not my favorite on the album. I think there's a lot of better or catchier songs because of the, the, the power of the song. Um, but I do enjoy it. Like you said, it's a great album song. Yeah. It's not a skippable song at all. Yeah. I think the background effect, like the throat singing in the background, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That may be a little weird, but I think it works really it well. It seems like something Kev would do. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's some Canadian throat singer mm-hmm. that is because <laughs> <It's now laughs> I was like, well, what what is that noise? And the, <laughs> oh, it's throat singing. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it, it does the job. It does the job. Um, yeah. Well, let's move on from this beautiful track uh, to nobody better. See, it wasn't worth it. Don't believe I know. Don't believe I fall in blind. Tell me, does it show wherever I go? Uh, looking at this interview, it's this is one of the more in-depth interviews on the, when this album came out in general. Um, it says, you know, because of the band's cheeky humor and name, the more serious messages in their music often get overlooked. Um, but then Ed says, as a comedy band, <laughs> Ed says, there's actually a lot of political material on all of our records. Some people don't pick up on it or those aren't the songs that become popular off the records, but we've been hearing in press reviews for 15 records. This is a much more serious record for bare naked ladies. Honestly, the material has always <laughs> been there. And this, again, this is a great way of putting it. We always carry ourselves with a sense of humor, but we always have something to say. I just, again, I love it. That is I love really it. good. Yeah. Um, that's the same, same sentiment as Steve. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly the same sentiment. And I love it. Um, so what do you think? Yeah, this is another one that I really forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really good too. I really enjoy this one. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I love the guitar play. I love the melodies. Um, I like the melodies. I feel like, and the chorus specifically, I really like that part. I feel like it's mm-hmm. missing something. I don't know what it is. I couldn't tell you what I think it's missing, but something about it just feels like there's it's missing one element that could really propel it forward. Um, but I do love it as it is. I do really like it. I feel like that's could be said of yeah, every anything after sunshine for me. Mm-hmm. It might bar one or two. Sure. I feel like they're excellent album tracks. That yeah. there maybe yeah. is like one or two things that it's not like they don't stand out as much as the uh, Canada Drive bringing it home. Sure, up. sure, but they all but they're all still solid, good tracks. But they're very solid. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoy it, and 
Yeah. yeah. And I think this album as a whole feels, and that's what you just said, this is what that album feels like. It feels like there's a couple singles, you know, obviously, but as a whole, it's a lot right. of, it's just a, an album of solid content from BNL. Um, I guess if that makes sense, like there's no, there's not a lot of huge standouts, but there's not a lot of poor songs. Um, and I like yeah. this again, this is a, this is a great album to just play as an album. And I think this adds to it. I love, I think it's, um, I, I, I think of this, a, not a lot like, but it does something similar to me that, um, uh, uh, navigate does where it feels unique to them. Like it definitely feels like, um, BNL for sure, but it feels a little bit, um, special a little bit different than something they've done previously musically yeah i should say i think this is another one along with sunshine that you pointed out that i feel like could have been really big for me if i had paid attention to the lyrics sure like, post my last big breakup sure yeah like this hiding all the wrong yeah trying to carry on make believe the song can make it work uh-huh. wanting to belong i knew it all along yeah see it wasn't worth it yeah yeah i like that I like that too. Like, damn, you're just like trying to push through and make it work. And again, even though you know it's not right. This could and... be it. Could be another Steve thing. It could be a relationship thing. It could be a Steve thing. Make believe yeah. the song can make it work. You know. And then if I close my eyes, I see it every time. I really like that one. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Like, man, it's fresh or it's so distinct that. And it's good and stuff. it's interesting because I think this is the point of the whole song. But they talk about how in the verses it seems like everything's inevitable, right? Not broken, well, but well bent. I swear I did my best. I'm trying, like you said, trying to carry on. See, it wasn't worth it. Um, to other verses, you go down. They say the same sort of thing. But then at the end of the chorus, it's there's nobody better forever and ever. I'll weather this with you. I know. So that part of it makes it feel like it's got to be a a, a yeah, relationship it's like a thing. footprints thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you're like the whole thing seems negative, and then oh, but wait, it's a little positive in there. Like yeah. they ended up together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I like it. I think it's musically really interesting. I like, I think the lyrics are great. This one's also written by Ed and Kev. Um, mm-hmm. and again, you, you wonder what that split, what that look, what that difference looked like, but I, I very much enjoy this song. Yeah. And I completely agree. I feel like this one, nobody better and navigate were both Kevin Ed mm-hmm. writing together. Tell. I feel like navigate sounds more like a Kev and this sounds more like an Ed. Ed. I totally agree. I think, I think you're spot on. Yeah. You're totally right. You're totally right. Let's do it. Move it up. All right. Uh, get ready, because Bag of Bones is coming. <laughs> you know, the clip you played so, from it. Really good. Don't got any issues with that. I know. I really like the the piano or the the synth at the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so so every time since since we our Christmas episode, uh-huh. and you pointed out in Christmas time, oh yeah, when you were what is the dude's name where he's like Mister whatever down the street? Yeah, yeah. Um, you were like, that's such a Kev lyric of just pointing that out, and now every time he names a like person. just some name, yeah. I'm like that that sentiment rings. <laughs> It rigs in my head. So, <laughs> hey, there's this is well, And one of the things is like, I, I think 
um, you know, uh, Matt Berninger of the national does this a lot where he will name, he'll use people's names in the song. Like the, one of their more mm-hmm. famous songs is I need my girl. And he goes, Davey says that I look taller or he'll talk about people's names. Song. Oh, it's a beautiful song. Um, but what's interesting is two things for me with Kev when he does it. One, the, I mean, we're talking about two instances in, in um, uh, Christmas time. Oh, yeah. And here he does it respectfully. Yep. Right. Mrs. Jones down the street. You know, it's kind of like yeah. someone from afar. It's not like a, a close friend. But then he also does it very observantly where he's saying it's almost like he's going down the street and he says, oh, Mrs. Jones said this. And as we keep going this, you know, like it's not necessarily a direct relationship or conversation that he's talking about it's like yeah it's like mrs jones down the street let me find the really like hey mrs jones i saw you last week walking your dog way down the street um and then you know a little bit more of a conversation so i guess it is a conversation but it's not like intimate it's it's yeah it's neighborly yeah i guess um other things of this song that are strange um the chorus (laughs) the big dogs biting dogs barking dogs (laughs) Biting dogs, big dogs, barking dogs, biting dogs. You know, someone yeah. compared this to. It's interesting. I I think in the comments someone said, um, "I wish said I thoroughly enjoy bag of bones." And then one of the pr- other comments was something about how it's a weird one. And then they said, "Looking at you, uh, bag of bones." Um, big Minty Mitch is who it was. Said, um, uh, "I'll play with." Um, <laughs> I love some songs are too weird to put on a playlist that I'll play with my friends around. Bag of bones, looking at you. Um, and I, and someone again said that I don't oh, lean, lean into the weird. I love putting a song like that in a playlist and just see <laughs> people reactions. react. <laughs> That's what makes us annoying to our friends though. <laughs> ah, jeez, he's putting the playlist on. Um, something about this. So, so someone said that I, not on that thread, but a previous one, someone said it reminded them a lot of, um, they might be giants, which is a band that I've heard bare naked ladies get compared to a lot. Yeah. And I've I have dabbled in listening to them, and I see what they mean because they definitely it feels like they take the BNL humor and they stretch it even further to weirdness because a lot of Mountain Goats fans like they might be giants, and a lot of BNL fans like they might be giants. So it feels like it's right up my alley, and for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it's I mean kind of like Fleet Foxes, it hasn't clicked for me yet. Um, but I guess in reference to this specific song, it's definitely weird. It's the outlier. Um, but it, to me, it's not weird in a way that is meaningful or the meaning hasn't revealed itself to me yet. And so for me, it's just weird for the sake of being weird. And I don't love it for that. Yeah, I completely agree. I think if they, I remember, this is one that I remember not enjoying. And I think coming back to it, there are a lot of elements that I really like in it. Uh-huh. And I think if they took away the like the big dogs barking dogs, yeah, exactly. There's some good elements. Just in the song. just those elements. Mm-hmm. The like every time that they're like all the barking, yeah, yeah, and the, just the times they do the big dog melody. Yeah, I agree. There's I there's a lot of good I, stuff I, there. I might really enjoy yeah. it, but yeah, it's just like the chorus, the the theme. I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't it. know what the theme is. Um, no, but. Yeah, I don't, it's, you know, it's a, I, I had hinted at last episode that I thought this was going to be even worse objectively than passcodes. And I, I, I kind of go back on that. I don't know if I agree. Cause I do think this is a, it's a fine song. I just feel like it's weird for the sake of being weird. But like you said, I think there are elements I really enjoy and I don't know. It just doesn't work for me, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't love I'm it. Right I, wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want it off the album. But I don't I hate it as it. much as I thought I did. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but let's keep going. Let us, we've got three more. Is that correct? 
three more songs. That is correct. All right, let's do it. And the next one is You and Me versus The, the World. This is another one that I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I did. Um, had completely forgotten about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's superhero-y, I guess. I don't know. Superhero. <laughs> Not superhero-y, but like, I don't know. It makes it like a fighting. Sure. I know what you're, I know what you're yeah. getting at. I know what you're getting yeah. at. Um, I, interestingly enough, I don't care for this one all that much. It feels the most um, maybe contrived to me. It feels a little bit silver ball-y. The track silver ball, like we talked about last time, where it just feels a little bit forced. Um, I think the most important thing to me is that I just don't think the melodies are there. I think the the verses aren't very interesting. Sure. Um, I don't think the choruses are very interesting. So I just, um, I don't actively hate it, but I just think it's pretty bland. Um and then I think lyrically, there's nothing wrong with it lyrically, but again, I just don't think there's anything that stands out lyrically to me. Um, but but I like again, I do like the theme. Like I think yeah, I'm, ra- theme. I'm right there with you. I don't think I'm maybe quite as negative, sure. but not much more. Positive. See now, now we've it's, got back to our good. normal rhythm. This is our normal rhythm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is that this I feels better? I, <laughs> this feels right. I feel more comfortable <laughs> in the skin. Um, yeah. I just I you know I. I think to be critical of a couple of songs on this album, this would be one that I would get up. I do love the bring on the fire swamp. We're never giving up. I'll be your Wesley. You'll be my buttercup. I think it's a little bit silly, but again, I love the princess bride. So I'm, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Not my favorite, um, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't make me hate the song, I guess. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know if I can really add to that because see, it, I, this feels yeah. like I I don't know if you can tell on setlist. I'll check real quick. This doesn't feel like a song that they've ever played live, as far as I know. Mm. And I I wonder about tracks like that because there are plenty of bands do that, you know. But like, I have songs that never end up um get being played. And this might surprise you, but yeah, BNL don't really vary their setlist. Yeah, much. I've heard that before. I don't remember where I've heard that, but I've someone has said that where. They they don't really they they play a lot of the same songs and I don't know if that's true but it's just it's just a critique some yeah, people have it'd be kind band. of a bummer if it would was true um, and I look at you know what they're what they played because their last tour I think if I'm right was the was the tour with um in 2019 with uh, uh, Hootie so they were even then they were playing even oh, shorter yeah. sets um, and they from fake news they were playing bringing it home and looking up and then Township of King which I think is a solid take from it but this just seems like one of those songs where like they're not gonna go out of the way to play it live um they're not gonna um it's just i don't know it just doesn't feel i don't know it has not been played live yeah that's see that's interesting it just seems like a song that they again i always say this without knowing any of the actual history just seems like a song that they wrote that they're like well let's throw it on there because we like it and then kind of only nine of the 14 songs have been played navigate only five times that's interesting that's really interesting so bag bag of bones was left out let me Get the list up because it's in order of what has been played. Sure. So Canada Dry has been played. A Bring lot. It Home has been played. Mm-hmm. Um, Invisible Fence. Yep. Looking up the most. Sunshine. A couple to 18. So not too much. Okay. Okay. Dusty Rooms is not. Interesting. We took the night pretty 46. Not too bad. Okay. 
um, navigate. Like I said, only five. That's the fewest. Mm-hmm. Flying Dreams has not been played. Okay. Nobody Better has not been played. That's fine. Bag of Bones, no. You and Me Against the World, no. 2020 Hindsight has been played 30 times. And then the Township. That's interesting about 2020 there, Hindsight that's been played that much. Um, yeah. I just wouldn't have expected that. But um, anyway, we got to keep cruising. I wouldn't have either, but maybe that's a good transition into talking oh, that about that song. That I don't know about this one. I I really like the super distorted guitar Mm -hmm. and the opening in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I like everything but the title. Oh, interesting. I I like it. And then as soon as he goes into the 2020 hindsight, I'm with him until he goes and then doubles back and adds 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. So like everything is clear now in hindsight. Yeah, and 2020 hindsight. 2020 hindsight. I wish maybe that would have been taken away. Yeah. But other than that, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying. I, I, I don't necessarily think I have the same critique, um, but I do. I think it's a cool rock song. I think it, it feels nice at the end because again, like we mentioned, you take a look at navigate through you and me versus the world. I guess bag of bones is in there, but they are all pretty floaty. <laughs> and this one kind of comes back as like a bit of a rocker. Um, and I like yeah. it. I just, I think it's a pretty safe rocker where, it doesn't. For it doesn't sure. go anywhere overly interesting in terms of the the rock or the 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 structure of the instrumentation. I do like it. Um, yeah. I I've I have be. I don't love lyrics that talk about like the like if you don't mind, it won't take long. I'm going to stand up here and sing my song. Lyrics like that where the 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 musician is talking about singing. Um, I yeah. those always seem a little bit. Uh, kind of. Uh, fillery to me you know like it just doesn't always i don't know it just seems kind of uh redundant because you are singing your song already so like it's you know it's like a comedian saying all right i'm up on the stage and i'm going to start telling some jokes it's like we know that's what we're (laughs) here for um so i don't know i I think that's a little bit whatever but i think the rest of the lyrics um are pretty good um just in terms i agree i really like the if i never said i love you then i'm saying it tonight yeah yeah the way he says that i really like yeah um but but yeah i like it i'm I'm surprised and i guess i'm surprised that it was one of the more played songs uh off the album comparatively um but i also get it because it does bring energy um that some of the album yeah. seems to be missing um not that it's bad the songs aren't bad but it's not like it's not i mean it's 30 times compared to looking yeah but they've only i mean They've only done what two? They did a tour in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen supporting it. So it's only been right. two tours, and one of them was the right. Hootie tour. So I don't think thirty's that small compared to in regards to. No, it's it's not. It's just it's the third least sure. played. Sure, but not by a huge margin for that middle group. You want something weird? Twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, on on their show in New York and Brooklyn, they played Footprints. In when? In June. Interesting. That's just weird to me. I, w- I would have loved to have I been mean, there. I, I'd take it. Yeah. But... <laughs> Look at us talking about how they don't play weird songs, and all of a sudden they play Footprints in June. <laughs> they play Christmas in June. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's yeah. That's that... they should have played it in July. Okay, now we're definitely moving. <laughs> on. 
let's go to the the final track of the album um the township, the township of king, of king. sang to her so that she could understand it warned of the truth would you call it the melody the background the like i'd say that's like the guitar's melody yeah i'd say i'd say that is the guitar's melody versus the vocal melody i guess or maybe the licks that it's playing in the background yeah i mean either or yeah yeah well whatever it is i love that i think it's super catchy mm-hmm. um yeah musically great yeah i agree i agree um i i i think it's i will say of the acoustic driven songs i think it's my favorite of them i don't think by i think maybe marginally um but Mm -hmm. i do i do really like it i do i do like this a lot um i know you know after doing some research i know it's kind of based around like a um like a water park that was built built in canada is that right um and I wonder if it's one of those things. Wonderland. Wa- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm wondering if it's one of those things that he um, he is trying to make a point about or if he's just writing about an experience or a, a story. You know, like, is he trying to make a point about about land being taken yeah. up and overdeveloped and stuff like that? Um, or Because it doesn't seem overly critical, in my opinion. It just seems like he's talking about no the, the, he could the maybe use a lesson on how things are built that's true I don't know yeah if they usually deliver all of the concrete and steel before they cut down the trees <laughs> um but <laughs> that would be really funny if they did they're like well we're gonna put it all we're in a forest <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know i think i think this one i'm wondering if i would like it as much if it had different I think the melodies and like it was really whistleable. Yes. And that's well, there out is also so like much. That flute and then that it's comes just in that like, almost, yeah. I mean, almost native American sounding flute to me, which is a little bit jarring, but not bad. Um, it just sets the tone for the piece a lot. Um, but it is very whistleable, whistleable. I agree. I yeah. agree. Um, it's a great note to end it on. Yeah. Um, it's full of visuals mm-hmm. and, I think it. I, th- I really think it's well. very classic, Kevin. And again, in the lyrics yeah. and in the melody, uh, and in the because again, I think Kevin's melodies are never overly complicated. They're pretty simple to follow. Um, mm-hmm. It's they're very straightforward, but again, in a way that is not boring or lazy, that is uh, powerful and works really well. Um, yeah, and I yeah. So I, right. I guess I think that's his style, and that it's so simple though. Like, yeah, the come come, the sky is gray. Yeah, yeah. It just it works so well with the tone of everything. So we were talking about I this earlier it. a little bit. Why do you think this is the one that people love more than Dusty Rooms or Flying Dreams? Like, what what about it to you is is better than those songs? And I'm, it's genuine. I think it's more it's more upbeat than Flying Dreams. That's true. That's very true. Um. It's it's I can see the comparison musically for Dusty Rooms, but I I feel like it's more upbeat than that as well. But it yeah. also just had so maybe it's like a good mix of the upbeat and the acoustic driven kind of stuff, perhaps. Yeah, it's yeah. it's more like than Dusty Rooms. There's even if you take out the like the le- weird lyrics, uh-huh. it doesn't make me want to just like bob my head and smile sure. as much as this sure. song does. Okay, that's fair. That's totally fair. Um, yeah, I was I was genuinely curious because I, to me like there's. It there's a little bit to separate but not much but someone said again gizmet said it's just a fun flowing folksy piece um 
Yeah. And I agree. I, I agree. I, th- I feel like this is something I've said before where I wish BNL would do more like this. And I think this album really scratches that itch because there's from yeah. Canada Dry down through here, there's a lot of songs that are really, that really feel like that, that really have that kind of that acoustic or folksy feel. And it works. Yeah. I think this one, like, this is one that I'll leave the album or, like, <laughs> listen to uh-huh. it and turn it off. And I still am always, like, humming. The, yeah, you walk away singing it still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really, really catchy. I agree. I agree. I really like it. Um, So, overall, I think, you know, we summed it up maybe about halfway through, for me at least, where we talked about it's a great collection of B&L songs. Um, yep. It There's it scratches i mean it scratches the edge of the acoustic stuff but as a whole it's just it was an album that's it's good to get more bnl stuff and it really grew on me more than it did i would i would more than i, more thought, than I thought yeah that's true more than i thought it did or more thought it would um i would still hesitantly say that silver ball is better to me because that album is more fun I think there's a lot of really beautiful, elegant, pretty songs on this album, but I think there's not as many fun songs as there are on Silverball. And I think yeah. it's a mood thing. Like I think, you know, there's gonna be moods where fake nudes is exactly what I'm looking for, but I'd still think I'd place Silverball a bit above it. Not by much, depending on the day. Depending on the day, it could be flipped, but I don't know. What about you? Yeah. I I've specifically been trying not to compare to other albums because i've been waiting till we finish them all to, to do that sure our lists sure. but i i agree i think going into doing all of this uh-huh. the research i had placed this as the bottom uh-huh. of the post steve albums and honestly i don't know if that changes sure. i like it way more than i thought i did sure but then the other three so are the bottom is to. not bad right but Right. I'm not sure. I had that, that same um, uh, overall thought about like, yeah. what is this going to mean for all of the posted albums in terms of my rankings of them? And right. the, the problem that I'm having is that one of them has to be at the bottom. Like they're right. all great in their own rights and do different things. One of them has to be the worst, but that's still such right. a hard phrase this to use. This is going to be very yes. tough to make all these. I lists. totally agree. I completely agree. But, um, but I like it. So I, I want to try to guess your favorite and, and least favorite. I think I know for sure Canada Dry is your favorite. I just I I, I okay, know. So oh, I'm sorry. I have I have a no no no. You're, I just want to state this up front. Yes. I have a guess for your favorite, least favorite, uh-huh. and I think this may be the one album that maybe this will spoil things that we are both the exact same on. Both. Oh okay. Well, that's a problem though because if I guess my least favorite is your least favorite. That's going to give you a hint help or hurt you. Yeah, I shouldn't have gone first. Shit. Well, Canada well, Dry is your I, favorite. I have a. Yeah, but I you have to go first because I have a very dis- if I guess you'll know it's what my. But that's are. what my thing is now too, though. But because if I t- if I guess what my list yeah, but I've just went out and said it. So <laughs> okay, I I'm gonna say, I think uh, Canada Dry is your favorite. Like I've said three times now, I am actually yep. going to say that I think 2020 hindsight is your least favorite. Nope. No, bag of bones. Bag of bones is your least favorite. Okay. Okay. Yep. It didn't move. I don't know why I wasn't thinking of that song. <laughs> I don't know why that didn't cross my mind. All right, go ahead then. So, but, but Canada Dry is your favorite? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. Um, and that is what I would guess for you. Yep. And I'd also guess Bag of Owens is least favorite. I, 
actually I feel like you may have moved 2020 hindsight and maybe no I no no, that no. that's what you said my least but... favorite on it is you and me versus the world I I think I think bag of bones is interesting and it's and it's trying to be experimental or different and I appreciate it for that I think you and me versus the world is just uninteresting uh so because of that interesting <laughs> so because of that I would rank that as as my least favorite okay um but yeah, and okay, so we were both wrong. <laughs> we were both yeah. like, pretty sure that was both completely <laughs> wrong. Um, well, let's move into um, something fantastic then. Um, who went first last time? You did. Uh, you just listened. Who knows? I remember. Yeah, so I'll go first. Quick. I am. Okay. I'm going to be arrogant here, or I'm going to be. All I'm going right. to be self-serving. I'm going to put my EP as my as my something fantastic. Um, nice. King Inks EP Lost Machines. I was um, do, driving around for work a little bit yesterday, and I was I was one of my songs in my head so i put it on in the car and i had a very rare moment of pride and being proud of like thinking this is good like i'm happy with how these sound these are good songs and those moments don't come very often and while i was writing that high i wanted to to talk about it so the 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 artist is king and the 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 ep is called lost machines and i just yeah i think i like i said a moment of being really excited which song was it at first it was just who knows i think i i think who knows is the um best song of the of the six i think it's just an out objectively out of the six it is the most singable i think it's the most interesting and the most grabby um but i was also listening to um the right way which is track two and i might have told you before that song got the least amount of love out of the six of them and not like because people didn't like it, but like every other song someone said was their favorite besides that one. And that was the one that originally from day one, I was most excited about because that was the one that made me go, okay, I think this is exactly, I, I, I could picture it all. When I played that song acoustically, yeah. I could picture That's the, the entire song think, in my head. I think you said you had one friend who was like, this one feels the most you. Yeah. And, John said that John said that one feels yeah. the most like you. And I was like, that seems totally fair. Um, and I agree with it. So I, I think, you know, the, I was listening to who knows. I was like, yeah, I still really like this. And then listen to the right way. And I was like, I really like this too. And I'm sad. I didn't get to play this one. We recorded it as a full band, but we never played it live as a full band. Um, because timing and shows and then COVID okay. hit, cause it came out late 2019 and then holidays hit. And then I was very early gearing That's up. That's so crazy to me. It feels so much longer I know. ago than COVID. I know it does. Um, <laughs> it was just over a year ago, though. It came out in November of 2019, so about you know 14 months ago. Um, so yeah, yeah. so King Inks EP Lost Machines. I'm I am at at this moment in this moment. I'm very proud of it, um, and I, and I think it's worth a listen. Well, you should be. Oh, thanks. I'm not. I'm genuinely. Uh, you know me. I'm never fishing for you to say anything like that. Um, I just, no, but I I really like thank it. You. I think. I think there is definitely some BNL influence in there, not in the um, instrumentation so much. Um, but I think lyrically, I try to be pretty, I tend to be self-effacing or self-critical, but in a humorous mm-hmm. way, or I try, or, or like in a lighthearted way. Um, so I, I think that influence is definitely there, but don't listen to it expecting a Bare Naked Lady song. No. <laughs> so, anyway, so what about you? What's, what's yours? Uh, I'm gonna go with the show Shit's Creek. Hold on, this try week. again. I just totally bumped everything in this room. So what's what's yours? <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go for the show Shit's Creek mm-hmm. this week. Um, six seasons. Uh, I think it wrapped up last year. Who knows what is time anymore? Sure, um, sure. But I I found it last year or maybe the year before. Yeah. Again, what the hell is time? Right. But, um, <laughs> 
I've watched it like three, maybe four All times the in the last Jeez. like year and a half. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. Like the first season, I was like, I don't know. It took me a couple episodes to get into mm-hmm. it the first time. Mm-hmm. But then once once it got going, I instantly fell in love with it and then brought it home and showed it to my family and they all loved it. And now like it's really taken off as the family. And so now sure. like, a lot of us will quote it. Yeah. And it feels like it's just, it's very good. It, I Jeanette and I started watching it and then we kind of didn't. Uh, we, so we've watched maybe yeah. two or three episodes. Um, it seems like the next show as big as the office and only time will tell if it will stay that, but it seems like as culturally relevant and and huge right now as something of that size. Because like it it's sweeping yeah, the think, awards. I've heard nothing but right. good things about it. It just feels really important right now in a good way. Yeah, they they won um, all like the the four main yep. characters. They are, they, sw- the four, they swept the four the in the family. They swept the awards. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I think they talk a lot. There's like a documentary afterwards um, that I watched. And in there, they talk about how it really didn't gain a ton of traction. Sure. Like a huge traction sure. until it was pretty much over. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's only, only the, years, the past year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had a quote where he was talking like someone asked him, oh, like, do you really feel the pressure of needing to write like to live up to expectations? And he mm-hmm. was like, well, not really, because we just finished writing and now it's getting popular. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to filming the last season. But, uh, yeah, I, I've heard yeah, nothing but I, good things. I would like to originally watch. I just haven't. I just haven't. I'm still caught up in yeah. West Wing. I'm obsessed with West Wing, so I haven't had time to move on to the next one. But. Well, I can't recommend it enough to anyone out there. It's on Netflix right now. Um, watch it. This says watch it free on Prime, too, on oh. just the Google search. Oh, cool. So I don't, well, just watch it wherever you can find it, then. I don't know what that is, but, yeah, it's incredible. Wonderful. Perfect. Well, there's some music for you to listen to, and there's a show for you to watch um, after you listen to your, your daily fill of, of Bare Naked Ladies. Um, yeah, so, that should be enough for the next two weeks yeah, till our next episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, next episode is going to be the best of, right? We're, we're wrapping it all up. We're doing some, some, um, bonus tracks or some, or some extra tracks, if you will. And then we're ranking it all, which I am very scared to do because it's, that is going to be a task and a half. Yep. We now have two weeks and I got to start. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I hope you, I I mean, of course I do because I'm one of the dang co-hosts. I hope you listen to that next one because that one is one I'm really interested to hear feedback on because, I know that our favorites will be contentious between the two of us. It'll be contentious between fans and stuff like that based off of reactions so far. Yeah. And I, love I would love reactions. to see other people's lists. Yes. Yes, for sure. And cause I want to know what the comment, I want to know if there's one or two songs that are on everybody's or if yeah. they're all going to be completely varied. Um, because I, you know, I'll say one, one song that will definitely make my top 10 is off of, in my opinion, maybe, their and again i use this word very gently maybe their worst album has one of my possibly top three songs you know so it's like it's that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that i'm interested in so um you want to give that contact info that sweet sweet email oh yeah uh bare naked ladies at gmail.com i forget every time but (laughs) um, (laughs) email us with anything uh, you can find me at jd waldy on instagram and our facebook page is um bare naked ladies are us the podcast I, don't know, I think that's basically it. And then um, you can find Shit's Creek on Netflix, blah, 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 blah. 
You can listen to Kinging. Mm-hmm. You can buy it on Bandcamp. I've got physical. I've got a box of physical CDs. Or just stream it. Go ahead to go to iTunes. Go to Spotify. Stream it. Give it a listen. Um, if you feel like. And if you don't, still love you. It's okay. Um, so until next time. Until next goodbye. time. Bye.